Well, welcome here tonight. We're going to start worshiping right away. I'm just enjoying the, the flow of the sound here right now. I just want to remind you tonight that God is so far above the enemy, he doesn't even give him any thought. I mean, he's not nervous. He's not scratching his head what to do. The snap of his finger would destroy everything the enemy has, everything the enemy tries to do. So the objective of God is not dealing with the enemy. You hear that? The objective of God is not overcoming the enemy. The objective of God is to raise up sons and daughters who so thoroughly know who he is, a family that's so acquainted with his power and his ways that we manifest what's necessary to undo the works of darkness so that he can return because his enemies have been made his footstool. I mean, think about it. God's not coming to save us. He already did that once. Uh, he is trying to bring us into a knowledge of who he is, into an obedience of that knowledge, into a transformation so that we just function as we ought to. So we would just want to say tonight, God, you are so glorious, so high above all the earth. Just behold him and let that beauty of who he is pull you up into the stratosphere that is his presence. As the worship team is singing this, I feel like God actually wants to release something to you that as you've been saying to the Lord, you are beautiful, I feel like God is saying back to you, you are beautiful. So as you're saying it, hear it being said back to you. It says in Romans that the creation is crying. It says that the creation itself is making noises. And it says in Job, it says that the ravens cry out to God for their food. Creation is more rooted in the knowledge of God than is the church, than are the people on the earth. But there is a people rising up to join the sound of creation. We are entering into the sounds of creation. And the sound of the rhythm of the lion of the tribe of Judah is all through creation. The rhythms in the waves of the ocean and the wind of the air and the thunder. It's in the sounds of the beasts of the field that release their cry to heaven. The groaning of creation. <laughs> Every conceivable pitch every conceivable sound and deep within the spirits of renewed men there is a sound of a groaning a crying for redemption 
Continue releasing the sound. A prophetic word was sent to me this morning, and I just remembered it. It's from Ireland, but it's about Alberta. And it says, the Lord says to you, you are stronger than you think. Run to the bell tower and sound the alarm. Let the world know you are awake and awaken others with your sound. Cause you to reach higher and dig deeper. Your reach will now touch those things that were once outside your grasp. The Lord says, reach again. Reach again. Reach again. They are yours to take. Take them. Your will is about to spring forth with the provision of revelation, of wisdom, of strategies, of ways to give in greater measures. You are about to overflow and will saturate others with your overflow. You are stronger than you think, child. Run to the bell tower. Run, run, run. Awaken the sound. We declare the sounds of the Lord over this province. We declare the thunders in the heavens and the lightning. We declare the moving of the heavens and the earth at the sound, at the sound of the voice of the Almighty, the sound of many waters. We release the sound of many waters to the north, the south, and the east, and the west. I see a flood, I see a flood going to the east and the west and the north and the south. I see a flood, I see a flood. Let me read a passage of scripture to you. Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord the glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The glory of God thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. And he makes them also skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. And the voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, everyone says glory. And in his temple, everyone says glory. And in his temple, everyone says glory. 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 And then it says the Lord sat enthroned on the flood. And the Lord sits as king forever. 
The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. The voice of the Lord, John said, is the sound, like the sound of many waters. And this is what's happening in the earth, is that God created a connection deep in your being between your spirit and his spirit. And the one who has joined himself is one spirit with the Lord. And because of that, there's a river that flows. There's a fountain that's inside of you. And this is what Jesus said. He said, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water, a fountain springing up unto everlasting life. One fountain, two fountains, three fountains, four, five fountains, six fountains, seven fountains more. You multiply that by 100 and by 110 and 150 and 200, and what you have is the sound of many waters. And the sound of many waters in the earth is the sound of the voice of the Lord that causes birth, that causes the wilderness to be shaken, that releases the thunder and the lightning of God. It is the thing on the earth that causes God to be enthroned on the earth as he is in heaven. Because he is enthroned in heaven, but he is not enthroned on the earth except that we enthroned him. But he's enthroned, it says, on the flood. On the flood. The sound of you giving glory to the Lord enthrones him in the realm that is the earth and manifests the rule and the reign of God. <sighs> so we say, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Well, this is a river that doesn't end. And a part of what's happening in us is in worship we're connecting with that unceasing flow. And if you've gotten bored sometimes during worship, it's because you've disconnected with that flow. But there's an energy in that flow that keeps. And there's going to be times coming, says the Lord, when there'll be ceaseless worship days upon end. That the people of God will be so captivated, so caught up, it'll seem like days are like but moments. It'll seem like, like the, you can't even believe that 10 hours has gone by, 15 hours has gone. It's like time has become a non-factor. This will be one among other manifestations that the kingdom of heaven is being manifest on earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we, uh, we want to give a few moments to, to Michael tonight. There, there is, so far, it's kind of like, well, you know, it says that the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the waters and in the form of the earth was, was formless. And then he began to give the earth form. And there's a prophetic unction in you that seems formless now, but it's starting to take shape. It's starting to be more definitive. And we're going to draw on that as a church because there are, uh, there are strategic things that we need from prophetic voices, from prophetic seers. And in fact, we've been reviewing the last week in a bit a prophetic word I was given years ago about, about revealed strategies. 
And so it was very interesting that that word from Ireland that came this morning talked about actually revealed strategies of wisdom. And um, when was it we were, uh, it was Friday morning, we were singing about wisdom. Weren't we? Was it Friday morning? Yeah. Hallelujah. Uh, before I kind of just get into a few things uh, that's going on and just see what God has in store, I'm going to have my lovely wife, Tamara, uh, come up here. Uh, Tamara is, uh, is a very unique individual. Uh, when we got married, uh, well, before we got married, uh, we, you know, we were high school sweethearts, and it's just by a chain of events how things had happened, uh, how we got together and uh, so forth, but uh, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting how God is, has, how he really worked this, and, and um, the, uh, you know, she, you know, one of the things, she was like, you're a what again, you know, uh, well, you know, I'm kind of known as a prophet, and a re- so what's a prophet, you know, <laughs> yeah, so it, it's very interesting, right, how God just really connected together, but uh, so she's really been dunked, uh, you know, I mean, like, just in a big way. It's just like dunking her, dunking her, and we, you know, we were together all the time, and so we've just been, you know, traveling the world and doing different things, and so she's just, like, been plunged in and thousand questions and many experiences, and, and uh, it's really, really been a, uh, an exciting journey. And actually, she... Uh, God will use her to bring things to my attention, to teach me things. She'll raise up questions, certain things that I hadn't really contemplated before. And if I did, I just kind of skimmed over it. And so she's constantly doing that all the time. And I'm like, wow. And, you know, part of me is like, man, I should know that, you know. And, and uh, so it's just really been great just to see all the things that he's doing. So, Tamara, thank you. Hi, everybody. So first, I want to start by just saying thank you that it is so lovely to be here. You don't realize that you have played a role since the beginning. Uh, Michael and I reconnected a year ago on his birthday, December 19th, um, just ran into each other and kind of started talking. And so he came up here to Spruce Grove. So I immediately knew about Spruce Grove. And when he came back, he contacted me again and wanted me to come to work for him part-time. I'd taken some time off. My, (laughs) my, uh, My father had Alzheimer's or has Alzheimer's, so I took some time off. I just wanted to spend some time with him and my mom. Well, he was still aware I was there, and he's still doing pretty good. Anyway, so during the past year, Michael has talked about Spruce Grove, and uh, many and many of you, during that time. So it's been really exciting to get up and to meet everybody and to kind of put faces and names and everything together. So (laughs) he um, isn't lying. I've been dunked repeatedly, continuously. It's still happening all the time. But it's been an amazing journey. Uh, I, my background was really, I went to vacation Bible school when I was a kid. When Michael and I dated in high school for about three years, we attended his father's uh, church. His father's a a Southern Baptist minister. Uh, But Michael was a typical PK, so we didn't attend all the time, but we did attend. And after that, I always loved the Lord, but I didn't attend a church regularly. 
Um, we, our lives went different directions, and he became a prophet. And I truly didn't know what that was. The first time I saw it, I was like, whoa, he is so out there. <laughs> but I've adjusted. Um, anyway, so when we did get together and this all kind of started unfolding, it was pretty amazing because, well, he knew, I think, from the beginning. I didn't. I was there for a job to help him out. He was a friend in need, and I was, you know, I needed to think about going back to work. So um, I did that, and it was apparent in a very short period of time that there was much more than that. And so he started right from the get-go dunking me, like, you know, really making sure I was aware of what I was getting myself into before it was too late. So um, during that time, because I didn't have the background, I think it has made it much easier for me to just go with whatever he says. And he will tell you not to tell me any differently because I don't know. And I truly don't, uh, but I'm learning. So um, right from the beginning, I think it had been maybe three weeks, and I went to the first event with him. And that was where I had my really first experience um, in just getting dunked. And he did an exercise, as he does at every event, and he was like, so close your eyes. And so we all close our eyes. And, he's, and, it, and I don't remember all the details, but it was like envisioning going into the kingdom and envisioning what, you know, what do you see in the kingdom? So I do this, and I go through the whole thing, and then he kind of brings this back, and he's like, okay, so, you know, somebody share what you saw. So I, I'm thinking, okay, I'm listening to see what anybody else says, right? So everybody, I'm not kidding, every person in that place, I think, saw these big, beautiful mansions. And I was like, okay, well, I totally didn't get this because I didn't have a big, beautiful mansion. So I knew I blew it, so I didn't say anything. So on the way home, he goes, so, well, you know, what, what did you see? And I said, well, I didn't really want to tell him, right? And I said, well, I, I just don't think I got it because, you know, my eyes were closed. I was doing what you said. And all I saw were these big um, hands that were, like, glowing, these enormous hands. And they were reaching down. And I knew they wanted to take me and lift me up. You know, they, I just needed to lift up with them. And he was like, oh, my gosh, Tamara, you really should have shared that. And that was my first, that was my first experience. So um, from there, I have truly just believed and completely 100% just believed that you just step out in faith. And if you step out in faith, then things happen. And so <clears throat> even though I don't necessarily understand everything, I always just believe that what he says is the way it is. And God doesn't tell me any differently. Okay, well, maybe I should qualify that a little bit. But the Lord doesn't tell me any differently, so I continue to step out in faith. So we were talking about dominion and, and all of this in worship. And I want to share an experience that we had this last summer. And it's really relevant right now because of the fires that are going on in Fort McMurray and around the area. And... Um, so last year, we had a fire start in Yakima, where we live, and it was burning. It was super windy. The wind was just blowing like crazy, and the fire was burning up the hill towards all of these homes. And we happened to be in the area where it was. And I'm watching that, and I'm like, okay, Michael says that we have authority we have authority over this. We can stop this. We can stop the wind. We can make this stop. So I'm just going to do this. I'm just stepping out in authority. I'm just going to believe this is going to happen and do it. 
So Michael's looking at me, and um, I said, we just got to do this, you know, we got to stop this before it gets to all these houses. So I just declare, you know, be at peace, the wind stop, I don't even remember what I said, but I was just on it. And then we went into a restaurant to get something to eat, and we came out like 45 minutes later, it was absolutely no wind. It, everything had stopped. I was like, see, just step out in faith. <laughs> so after that, we... Um, we needed rain really bad, so we were going somewhere, I don't remember where, we decided to shake the clouds, to shake the clouds over the area that needed rain. We didn't dance on them, we shook them. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so anyway, we're driving, we're shaking the clouds in the car, you know, it's kind of, I, I would tell you that was extra scary, but if you've ever ridden with Michael, it's scary regardless, so... <laughs> So, um, so we shook the clouds, and then the next day, and it, was, and it got cloudy out. There was not supposed to be any rain. It kind of started getting cloudy and stuff, so I'm like, okay, this is happening. So the next day was Sunday. We went to our gathering, and we had the whole group join in, and we were all shaking the clouds, and it rained. So that just, yet again, you know, got to listen to the guy. And um, so then my last experience that I'll share with you just happened, I guess, about a few days ago, and we were in worship, and I saw this ladder, which I, I, la I later learned was Jacob's ladder, and, um, <coughs> excuse me, and uh, so I just, you know, I climbed the ladder. The ladder was there. What do you do with the ladder? You climb the ladder. So I climbed the ladder, and as I was coming up over the ladder into the kingdom, there was a golden angel, and the angel took my hand and, and helped me, you know, over, and, um, and then he didn't talk, uh, but I knew what he was, you know, I knew what the communication. And so he gave me six puzzle pieces. And the first one was in just brilliant colors. The first one was a brilliant blue. The next one was a brilliant green, then red, then white, then silver, then gold. And when I put them together, they filled my heart. And I just felt like that God was growing my heart um, in that. And so it was just an amazing, amazing experience. Um, so because, again, I think that I just believe, I just step out in faith. People, I think, think I have a lot of knowledge because, well, I'm married to a prophet. I don't. I'm just, I'm really just learning. But I believe, and I step out, and uh, some amazing things have happened because of that. So I just love it. It's just I love being dunked, what can I say? <laughs> I want to end with, I just want to share with you something I've observed while I was here, and that is that um, we've been to many different churches, many different gatherings, and here, well, first of all, it just feels like a family automatically when we walked in. I just felt so at ease and so comfortable and so welcomed by everybody. But the thing that I really notice and I think is just so impressive is the interaction with the children, how you include the children, and how it seems like it's just one big family. So maybe it's not your child, maybe it's somebody else's, but it's like everybody is working together for the good of the children. And um, it, just, it just stood out to me, and I just thought it was totally amazing. So now I'm going to hand you back to the prophet. Thank you.
I know she's always, you know, kind of referring to me, but that's all her, all on her own between her and God. And again, she's just, you know, kind of just taking it by the horns and accessing things. And I've always believed that we all have the ability to do that at uh, any and, and uh, every level. Um, so, um, yeah, it's good stuff. I'm not going to keep you long because I know we went a little while in worship, which is always great. And, and of course, I'm a guy who loves to worship and, and uh, just kind of sit there and, and bask. I get into fields of revelation. And, and now a lot of times uh, in even our different worship that we go to, I'll just sit there and weave in and out of all of these uh, different things that are going on in the spirit. Um, I'm, I'm just capitalizing on just a few things that had happened uh, in the end where you were talking about um, uh, the sound of Judah, the roar you know, of the lion, and then coming to, uh, you know, again, emphasizing the revelation that, that we are the lion of Judah, that the roar is in us, and then, of course, that is demonstrated by releasing that sound. But, uh, uh, and again, realizing that the origin of, of that realm is actually something that is within us. And so we, at, in, at any given moment, spontaneously release that sound and knowing that something is, uh, something was released uh, in the moment. Um, I, the reason I like that is because I feel like that we're in a time where the gap between heaven and earth is removed. Uh, if, if there was such a term, I would call it gap theology. Uh, gap theology meaning that uh, in our thinking, you know, heaven's out there, the earth is here, and there's this big separation between the two. And any time that I hear of an expression, say, like the roar of the lion, wait a minute, I am the lion of Judah, I'm part of that, and that sound is in me, it, it brings it, it you, you connect yourself to that. And what you do in that moment, you actually remove space and time. And one of the things that I believe that God is doing right now was removing space and time. He's dealing with, uh, and when I say space and time, whenever something like that begins to happen in, uh, in, in the spirit realm, it actually affects the natural realm. And so that means that space and time being redefined. That means there are certain things about space and time that we will are seeing more and more and, and accelerating very fast, like all of this, these fields of knowledge just rising up again and again, everything being redefined, and I, again, liken it to uh, the places that we are beginning to occupy uh, in the kingdom of God concerning the knowledge of God. And so removing the gap, that's, I, I believe God's really interested in that so that uh, he's, he's not, like heaven's not out there somewhere. And so we've got to close the space. And so when we give reference to certain passages of Scripture, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. That, that reality, that, even when we said, and, that's, and that was said tonight, that, that is a revelation that let the kingdom of, of, of God, let the kingdom of heaven appear upon the earth as it is in heaven. So that is initiation of a, of a, of a, uh, of a revelation of saying, I'm going to close the gap. I'm going to bring everything, um, my purpose is to declare everything that is in heaven upon the earth, to manifest my kingdom in a very powerful way. In Old Te Testament scripture, as you go through a lot of, or most of Old Testament scripture, when they spoke about heaven, it was always about heaven coming down. It was always about this came from heaven in the sense of it being way out there somewhere in the distance and space and all of that. 
But when Jesus came upon the earth, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And in that moment, we beheld the glory of the only begotten of, of the Son of God. In that moment, there was a manifestation of something that was invisible became visible. And in that moment, what seemed to be at a distance was so far away, all of a sudden, God was, was standing there, staring them right in the face, speaking to them about the, the revelation. So there was God in the flesh, the Son of God, speaking to them, and everything that Jesus was seeing, the Father doing, he was manifesting it to them, speaking. But what he was trying to do was bring them into the revelation of the kingdom of God. And so all of these works that he was doing, the things that he was manifesting, he was closing the gap. And so then when Jesus went to the grave and rose, the Bible says that we rose with him. That when he was lifted up, we were lifted up with him. So in that moment, all of a sudden, we had experienced a resurrection that we weren't even aware of. And so part of coming into resurrection power is coming into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And when you do, you come into the awareness that you've been lifted up and seated in heavenly places. And so I look at this from, from this perspective, that if we are seated in heavenly places, what is the distance? What is the distance from the place that I am seated and the place where I'm standing now? There is really none. There is no distance. The distance is only in my perception that I perceive something is way out there and I'm down here, so really I'm closing the gap and the way that I close the gap is realize that I am in Christ and he is in me and wherever Jesus is, I am. So it doesn't matter where Jesus roams about in the earth, in the heavens or whatever, I am in him and he is in me. Now there's many things that I'm not aware of that I'm becoming more, we're becoming more aware of who we are and that's really what it's about. We're becoming more aware, wait a minute, I'm seated in heavenly places? You know, I remember when I was hearing that before, what is that, what does that mean? That means that I'm enthroned in the kingdom of my Father. That means I'm enthroned in Christ. And so, therefore, because of that enthronement in the Spirit, I'm coming up more into the understanding of what that is. So that means when I'm walking up on the earth, I'm constantly doing away. I'm constantly dealing with space and time. I'm realizing, wait a minute, there is no space and time. Why? Because Jesus said that the, concerning the kingdom of God, he said the kingdom of God is within you. He said, the kingdom of God, and if the kingdom of God is within you, so the kingdom of heaven is within you. They're not separated, they're, they're together. And that was the prayer that Jesus prayed. I pray that you will be one as we are one. I and you, you and me, and we and the Father, that you would come into the revelation and the understanding that, that you have been united in him. And so more and more, what we're doing away with is our understanding of time and space. And so there are a lot of things that are, that are, again, coming on the forefront that are directly related to that. It is being redefined, re-understood. And so I spend a lot of time on that. And I, that's kind of a pun, right? But I spend a lot of time on that because of wanting to eliminate that. And so when we think about all of the treasures, we think about all of the things that God has afforded us, then we, we hear this passage of Scripture that this treasure is in earthen vessels. And then I take it a little farther and I, and I hear the Lord say, Oh, know you not that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? Do you not know that I live in you, that now you are my house? You are my habitation? 
And so in that moment, if I really look at that and perceive that in the manner that God wants me to, there is a, there is a space, there is a gap that begins to narrow even more. Because wait a minute, I am the temple. There was a passage of scripture read tonight about the temple of the Lord. And many people, when they hear that, again, they, they picture something that is way out there. But when in fact that you are the temple of the Lord, you are, he is enthroned in you. And so that means the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is in you. And so we're coming into a greater revelation of what that is. As you begin to walk, in, let this mind that is in Christ be in you. As you begin to walk in that understanding, there is an alignment that begins to happen around you. Because it's really based on your perception. And so we, we're, com we're coming into a time where we're no longer crying out. And, and I, uh, I'll say some things that'll be a little bit startling, but not crying out, you know, crying out, you know, oh God, you know, crying out, oh God, do this. And, and because really, in fact, when you are enthroned in heavenly places, God is literally trying to encourage you, oh, come on, do this and do this and do this and release this and speak this and declare this and decree. In fact, we've broken a barrier of decree. This year, you will see a demonstration of decree unlike you have ever seen it before, meaning that you will see the cause and effect of the things that you begin to speak and you begin to say because of the revelation that is in you and that is growing and the influence that you're going to have in the kingdom kingdoms of this world because all the kingdoms of the world are destined to become the kingdom of God. And so there is an influence that you are having in that simply because of your perception, your ability to walk into those kingdoms and see, see the order in, in which they are designed to be. So it doesn't matter what field you're in, whether you're in, in technology, whether you're in the medical field, in education, it doesn't matter what field you're in. God has placed you there for the purpose of bringing it into an alignment with his kingdom. There are fields of education in heaven. There are all kinds of different functions in the kingdom of heaven that are purposed to manifest upon the earth and they are inside of you. And so we are beginning to realize this more and more and that space of time is beginning to, uh, it's beginning to leave and we are beginning to see things that we could not see. I was reading a passage of scripture because what I'm sharing with you, I'm, I'm pretty spontaneous and so I just like to step into the spontaneity of you know what happens and so I was just looking at this separation the Lord was speaking so I don't have the full meal so to speak but I have the revelatory moment of when God and then I go and I process it more and more but I read a passage of scripture out of the Old Testament it says look down from from your hope from your holy habitation from heaven so this was a nation of Israel and they were making this declaration they were saying look down from your holy habitation from heaven and there's people that still have that perception of God he's up there we're down here God look down upon us and you I, and you can imagine now God's like seriously don't you know it's not a matter of me looking down upon you. It's a matter of you looking down upon the earth from your heavenly place. It's a, because you're with me. You're in me. 
And it's no longer me like looking down upon you. It's you up here seated with me in the kingdom realm of glory and looking upon the earth from heaven down, not earth up. Earth up is an Old Testament perception of the kingdom of God. Heaven down is a new covenant that God brought us into and therefore bringing us into a realization of a sphere of authority that we, we never realized that we had, but we do have. And so we're, we're breaking the barriers of groping and doing, we're coming up into sonship. We're becoming more confident than we've ever been before. And there's some people that would look at it and go as arrogant, but yet they don't think that you're arrogant if you are confident in your business, if you're confident in anything else you're doing. But sometimes the spirit of religion and all of these other things will come in and say, you're just being arrogant. Who do you think you are? And, and there comes a time that you just have to say, well, I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. That's who I am. I know who I am in Christ. And so as we begin to move, move in that understanding and stop cowarding down and literally moving into false humility, false humility is just denying who you really are in the kingdom of God. And so God is just looking for his, his sons and daughters to rise up to the occasion and begin to demonstrate things on the earth that have always been uh, always been ready to, uh, to be demonstrated in a very powerful way. I'm going to read you another passage of Scripture. I'm just going to throw these things out with you. They asked me if I was going to do Scripture, and I was like, well, I don't know. Uh, it remains yet to seen. So I am. This is in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 30, verse 11 through 14. It says, For this commandment which I command you today is not too difficult for you, nor is it uh, out of reach. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will go up to heaven for us and get it for us and make us hear it that we may observe it. Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will cross the sea for us to get it for us and make us hear it that we may observe it. But the word, now this is in, this is in an old covenant this is in, an, in, in, an, uh, in a, a, a time period to where everything was up and down. And so now something's happening. He's bringing something, a perspective to the people, and he says this. But the word is very near in your mouth and in your heart that you may observe it. So this isn't about just hearing something. This is about seeing something. This is about a reality. Wait a minute. I, this is inside of you. And that's why when Jesus came upon the earth, he told them, he says, when you go here and there, tell them that the kingdom of God has come close to them. Why? Because there is a realm that is inside of you. There is a heavenly kingdom that is in you that is, has the ability and the authority to release the rule of heaven upon the earth. And so that's why... You know, Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. Paul said through much tribulation, you enter into the kingdom. And the reality was this, is that you can have the kingdom in you. Many people have the kingdom of God in them, but they're not aware of it. And so therefore, they don't necessarily walk in the authority of it. So it's one thing to have God impart something to you. And it's another thing for you to enter into the revelation of that. And when you enter into the revelation of that, you begin to function in 
and an authority of a habitation that is already in you. The kingdom of God has always been working in me. I just wasn't aware of the revelation or the level that it was working in me. But when I came into the spirit, when I came into a relationship of the kingdom of God, all of a sudden that awareness rose up in me. I was like, oh my gosh, this power, this treasure, this life, this spirit, this wealth, this, uh, you know, this kingdom of heaven is in me. And so the reason we struggled with that is because of our concept of time and space. You see, we don't understand how something so vast and so massive that is really without end can actually be in these earthen vessels. And then we go and we look at Jesus where it talks about how literally the glory of God was reduced. It was reduced into a form to where it, it manifested in the flesh and they, they never saw like that kingdom of God, the glory of God, like manifested in the form like that and doing what it was doing. But right now what is happening is God is un, unwrapping you. He's, he's opening you up. And the kingdom of God is expanding. As again, it was referenced tonight when Mark was speaking about the expansion, the increase, the kingdom of God increasing. And I mentioned the first night or the first day, I don't know if it was a day or night, but when I was here about the kingdom of God, praying that my kingdom come, my will be done. That means my kingdom, pray that my kingdom will increase. As it as on earth as it is in heaven and so we're in the increase and the reason it's increasing is because you are walking in greater authority you are walking in a greater sphere of understanding and therefore it is increasing meaning it's becoming more visible on the earth but get this it was always in you you see you are lift up your head all you gates for the king of glory to come through and so what happens is, is when you begin to come into that understanding, that revelation, the king of glory literally comes through you and manifests. So all the things that we begin to see, what, what I view like increments or different uh, little manifestations, and I call them little in the sense of comparison to the larger manifestations. So when someone is healed or there's words of knowledge or different displays of the kingdom and glory of God when we begin to see all of this manifest what God's intent is I'm going to give you gifts I'm going to give you certain things but these gifts are like a jump start I'm going to give these things to you in order to jump start my kingdom upon the earth but a time will come when what you carry, the gift, it will bypass the gift. If you notice that when Jesus was up on the earth, there were many things that he was demonstrating, but he wasn't confined to the gifting. He wasn't confined. He wasn't limited. And so now there are these, these portions that seem to be working in us and given to us at all these different levels, but we're about ready to break the barrier of gifting. And when you break the barrier of gifting, that means that whatever is needed in the moment, whatever the function is required, whatever needs to be accomplished, whatever needs to be, you don't have to call, you know, 911. You don't have to call someone that you think is more gifted or more anointed. You don't have to call the healer. You don't have to call this individual and that because in that moment, you have the revelation, wait a minute, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is in me and therefore I'm breaking the barrier of this gifting realm and realize that I can function in it at any moment. 
You see, I'm not going to negate the fact that these gifts are distributed in the manner that they are for the purpose of getting a body of people to function equally together and realize the value of that in each one. But, there, but I'm not going to be limited to it either. So in other words, I'm not going to look at it and go, oh, that's not needed because it does have value and it is needed. But the reality is, is if I'm out on an island somewhere and there's nobody else but me and God, I know that all of that is available to me and I begin to tap into that. And so therefore God will place you in situations that you think feel like they're desperate situations. There are those of you here even tonight, you're in circumstances and that seem like they're out of control or they're beyond you and you need this and you need that. And, and it's, it's like, who can I go to to get this? And, and it's like, wow, it's like God saying, it's in you. It's in you, and so therefore when I get around other gifted and anointed people who flow in many different things, what I'm doing is I'm looking at that going, wow, that's who I am. That's what I carry. That's inside of me. When I hear a revelation come that I've never heard, you know, spoken before, I'm like, wow, I, that understand, I have that. That comes from the kingdom of God. When I see all of these operations happening through all of the many things, in fact, when I get around people that are brilliant in their mind, in their understanding, in science, and whatever the case is, and I hear them speak, I'm, I'm like, wait, wait a minute. I have access to that knowledge. I have access to that understanding. I have the ability to go right into the courts of heaven. I have the ability to go right into where it literally originated from and see it in its rawest form and get into that understanding. Wait a minute. All of the science of the world is inside of me. Why? Because I'm created in the image and likeness of God and all things come from God. And therefore, if I can just lean into this realm of understanding and knowing that being created in the image and likeness of God is the understanding that all that is upon the earth that God spoke into being, I have the DNA of my Father. And the DNA of my father is influencing my mind. The DNA of my father is influencing me. And what Jesus did, he did a blood transfusion. And so it overrides all of our earthly DNA. No matter how great your father, your mother was, and all of those different things, God is simply saying, I use them to bring you into this world, to manifest you in this space. But if there's a DNA, if there's an aspect, if there's a gene pool that isn't the quality that it needs to be in comparison to heaven, guess what? I'm giving you a blood transfusion, and I'm giving you my DNA, and my DNA will bring things into your awareness, into your consciousness. You will begin to have knowledge about things that you never had knowledge before and it's already proven that you can take a physical heart out of somebody else stick it into somebody and there are certain memories that are in that heart in that blood and they would act it out literally as if it was part of themselves that they would perform things if that's true in the natural how much more in the spirit that if I receive the DNA of my father that the things that he did before the foundations of the earth that I can begin to 
see the movement of that. I can begin to hear the articulation of that. I can begin to see the very beginning of time before time. I can see the beginning before space. I can begin to tap into all of what it was like even before, as, as it was mentioned tonight, about brooding upon the earth when it was outformed. I can see when it was formless, and I can watch when it was formed. You see, what this is about, even tonight, God is expanding us. He's breaking off the limitations. Because we live in a society where, where we're always feeling limited. I, I, I want to do this, and I can't do this, and I, I want to do this, and I can't do this. And it's like, God, can you imagine the potential that are in your children, and they're going around and doing this and that, and they're functioning less than their ability. They're functioning less than their potential because maybe it's something they heard, something they got exposed to, something they experienced, a pain, whatever, and they begin to function less than their ability that you know as a mother and father that they're capable of and everything within you is wanting to intercede and to intervene and bring them into the reality of their full potential. If you can think that way, if I can think that way, how much more is my father thinking that? How much more is my father taking me out of anything and saying, don't you understand, Michael? There's nothing that is limiting you except you. All things, it's not just some high pie in the sky. All things are possible for those who just would believe. And that means that God would exceed your possibilities. So we have these passages of Scripture that talk about it, it hasn't even entered into our mind the potential, the capability. No eye has seen or understood what we're coming into. And yet we have moments in history, moments in time. You see, time has seduced us. Time has reduced us. Time is constantly saying that you only have so much time to do what you need to do. And, and every part of me is I'm breaking off the government of time. I'm breaking off the government of thinking that would try to reduce me or seduce me into a sphere of functioning upon the earth that is beneath my God-given potential because I am the inheritance of God and He is my inheritance. You know what that means? That means that whatever God has, that means that whatever God is capable of, I hope you can handle this, whatever God can do, I can do. Whatever He is, it's my inheritance. And the Lord is saying, Mike, whatever you do, Michael, whatever you do, whatever you express, you're my inheritance. You are able to do that because of me. You are able to express that because of me. You are able to release that because of me. And when you do, I inherit the investment that I've made in you. I inherit the blood that my son, my only begotten son who shed for you, I inherit that reward. I receive that. And a time will come, Michael, when you enter into the courts of glory, when you come into this place, you will lay your crown before my feet. So the object is, is that I, I have to I have to get rid of the space. I have to get rid of the, the physics, the laws of physics that try to define me, that try to make me human. 
You see, I'm not going to negate my humanity, but I'm going to keep my humanity in perspective. And the perspective of humanity is this, is that my humanity will not govern, but my spirit will. And I will say that it's not by flesh nor by power, but by the spirit of God. And so, but I'm not going to live in this field thinking that there's some things that I cannot do. The moment you begin to lean into that court, it's no different than if you're going to go pray for someone and release healing and, and, and then say, well, maybe God will heal this one, but he might not heal this one or whatever. But we don't allow that. We should not allow that to influence. So if we pray over 100 people and 20 of them get healed and the other 80 do not get healed, we don't let the 80 that don't get healed to negate the fact that God heals. But yet, we allow ourselves to be limited, to be shortened in so many other areas. Well, maybe I can't do this until such and such time. Maybe I'm not going to be able to do this until, you know, till this time or that time. Again, you were likening it to, like Tamara, you know, the, the things that God is revealing to her and showing her. I mean, she's just, she's in many perspectives, a newborn in the kingdom of God. But when she said, wait a minute, faith just seems like the real deal to me. All I know to do is believe. And there are moments in time where her faith will rise to such a magnitude that it will override my doubt. And I will be lifted up and I'm looking at those moments when that happens. How can that be? I've been doing this for many years. I've been leaning into this. How can she how can she, the faith where she's at, the time period that she seemingly has just entered in, how can she be lifting me up? That is the reality because the reality is this, is that there's children that are being born in the earth that are geniuses, that are brilliant, and they're carrying the revelation of heaven. They're carrying an understanding. They're carrying an insight inside of them. And God is saying, can you recognize that in them? Can you see that that in them will be greater? That your, your, your floor or your ceiling will be their floor. You've heard that expression, I know, many times. The, the object is this. It's not the vessel. It's not the form. It's not the age. It's the reality that when God manifests himself, do you recognize him? And therefore, when God manifested in the flesh, when the word became flesh, they did not recognize that it was God because they did not expect him to come in that way. They thought he was going to come in a chariot and in some glorious fashion, not in a barn, not through a baby, not through carnality. And right now what God is doing is saying, watch you thought that was something. What Jesus did in that day, in that moment, burst something in the spirit that in order for a kingdom to begin to rise and to accelerate to its highest peak. And now the kingdom of God is going to manifest in ways. It's going to come through gates that you think are immature, gates that you don't think have the capacity or the ability to manifest the mind and the glory of God. But you need to know that there are scientific discoveries that are right now in the making of being a uh, realized through children children will bring a revelation about the layers of dimensions of how time works and how you're able to bypass this and able to bypass that they will bring revelation of light and how it works even now science is realizing wait a minute 
We're able to do things with light that we did not know before. We're breaking the barrier concerning uh, what we thought was limited. It's not limited. And so our perception of light is quickly changing. But what does that mean? Does it mean that the light changed? No. The revelation of the light has always been there. And there's other, other revelations of light that have always been there, that's always been functioning the way that it has been. We just haven't tapped into it. We haven't tapped into it because we've been balked into a definition, a defining moment where we looked at things and said, this is it. And if I've learned anything over the years that whatever you hear, whatever you discover, whatever you investigate, whatever you bring forth, you are just a gate of a beginning of an extended revelation that is destined once it's out of the box, once it comes through you, that it will continue to come through the next person and the next generation and the next generation until the kingdom of God, the glory of God manifests himself upon the earth. You see, I don't have to be raptured out of the world. I live in a raptureless mentality. I have friends that teach about that and go in this round, but the point is this. I don't have to, what I'm being, what I'm being raptured out of is a mentality, is an understanding. What I'm being lifted out of is an old mind. Old things have passed away. Old things have become new, and I'm investigating the new. I'm not letting the old dictate to me what is or what is not. I don't care if it's a day old. I don't care if it's an hour old. I might get a revelation in this moment. I might see something that I think is the epicenter of the next level of understanding, but tomorrow it is subject to change because as I am moving about in the spirit, in the courts of the kingdom of God, in the revelation of God, as I'm moving into that field of understanding what seemed to be fresh revelation, what seemed to be fresh understanding, all of a sudden becomes an old thing, not a bad thing, not a needed thing, but it is like the first court, the middle court, you know, the outer court, the inner court, and the holy place. They're all incorporated in us, all part of who we are, but we're going into the next place. That means I'm exceeding in government. That means my authority is getting into my capacity to think things into an alignment. All I've got to do is see how it really is, and this is actually a scientific fact, not only a spiritual reality, but if I can see it in its true form, in its proper respect, according to the word of God, all I've got to do is think it. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so there is a government that begins to come forth. Most of what governs us is because our inability to think according to our heavenly perspective. And so we're being governed by ideologies. We're being governed by so many different things in the physical realm. We're being governed by things that are actually beneath us, and we don't even know that they're beneath us. They look bigger than life when, in fact, they are microscopic. They are microscopic in, in the sense of who we are, the giants that we are in the land, the giants that we are. We're, we're, we're the awakening giant of the kingdom of God. We're coming alive. We're lifting up our heads. And, and, and when a giant awakens, everything is in perspective that all of a sudden when it comes into view, you wake up and the fact that you're a giant makes everything look so much less. It, when you were lying down on the ground, as when your giant lies on the ground, and I'm just seeing this and saying, when it lies on the ground, it seems like everything is at the same level. Everything is in the same, you know, the same depth or whatever. But when you stand up, when you rise, 
rise up, you realize, wait a minute, I'm in a whole different class. I'm in a whole different altitude. I'm in a whole different sphere than the rest of the world or other things that are in the natural. And that's the awakening that's happening in. God is lifting us up, bringing us up into the state of our true realm of who we are in the spirit. So I expect everything to align. Does everything align? No, but I expect it to. And every day my expectancy increases. And so when I'm around Tamara, I'm trying to, I'm just telling her, no, this is normal. This is normal. It might not appear to be normal. Don't let Christianity, don't let the things that have locked people, don't let the things that have hindered them. You don't, she doesn't have a lot of that. You see, she hasn't been exposed to a lot of that. So it's like bringing her in and I'm saying, this is the way it's always been. This is the way it's always been. You mean it's always been? Yes, it's always been like that. And so I'm always t telling people, don't tell her any different. <laughs> don't, don't, don't try to seduce her into an ideology, into a theology, into a doctrine that is less than her full potential. And so I'm not even able to demonstrate it at the level that it needs to be demonstrated. But I'm like, look, this is the future. This is the reality that what you are exposed to, you become. And so we are a byproduct of all the different things that we have heard, a byproduct of all the different things that we have seen, a byproduct of all the different things that have gone on in this realm. And so God is saying, just as those things have produced something in you, I want you to rise up into the realm to where you give birth to the things of the, uh, into the earth. You give birth from a heavenly realm. You give birth to life. And therefore, I expect life to respond to me. I expect life to realize that it draws energy from me. Yeah, this is really hard for some people. Because new age, see, they believe that their source of energy is from earthly things. It's from the tree. It's from the oxygen. It's from all these things. And that's true. The natural man, there's certain things that you can actually draw energy from. But from a kingdom perspective, the call creation draws energy from me. I am the source. I am the source of energy. I am the source of life on the earth. And that is the groaning that all creation is looking for. It wouldn't look to you as any other thing, but it knows it's groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God because all creation knows who you are in the spirit. It knows it's groaning for that. Why? Because if you were not here, it would not live. And part of the cultivation that took place in the garden was because mankind being resident with the breath of God. And sometime I'm going to teach on the breath of God. The breath of God was an oxygen. The breath of God was an oxygen like we think about oxygen in this room. The breath of God was spirit and spirit is light. And when God breathed into the first man and woman, he breathed light into them. He breathed spirit into them and they became a living being. They didn't live off of, off of the, the natural things in the sense of how we understand it. That's part of a, a reduction. And when Jesus was reduced into the form of flesh for the first time, the word became submitted to that different realm. However, only because he was willing, not because he had to. Are you okay? Yeah. So Tamara and I were, we were at a... Uh, we were at uh, a Star Wars. We were, we were, we were, you know, just going here and there. And, and I was like, "Wow, that Star Wars movie, the new one, you know, it's 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 going to be gone." And I really want to go see it. 
And so she wanted to go see it. Yeah, thank you. She wanted to go see it, and so I was like, okay, let's go see it now before it leaves the, leaves the, the theater. And so uh, we, uh, we went there, and we were, you know, watching this film, and, and uh, I always like to tell this on Tamara a little bit. Tamara is just not no ordinary person. <laughs> I mean, when she watches a movie, like, I have to be somewhere where there's plenty of space <laughs> and, and where people aren't real, like, you know, because Tamara, like, I've never seen, I mean, I remember when we were younger, she was like that, but somehow it's, it's, it's expanded. <laughs> and so when she's watching, like, you know, first it's, it's the death grip on my leg. And, you know, then it's the intensity, and then all of a sudden, you know, if the ship in Star Wars is swooping and this, that, I mean, she, she's moving with it. You know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. <laughs> I mean, my first experience when, you know, recent, you know, spirits, when we got married, I was like, oh, my gosh, this, okay. From now on, we got to have a different seating order because this, this gets a little bit, it's drawing attention. So, we're in this intensity of Star Wars and, you know, and they're, you know, using the sabers and Tamara's using her saber and, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, it, you know, it, it's just like all of this stuff that is happening and going on and, and right in the minute, in the middle of this really intense climatic moment where, the, you know, the, the star thing or whatever it is, is drawing energy from the sun. It's drawing energy from the sun to release its force, you know, up on this planet, whatever it is, going to blow it up. Right in the middle, of because it's really an, an intense moment. Right when it's drawn the energy, the Lord speaks to me. And, and when I say the Lord speaks to me, there are times when the Lord will speak to me where I'm arrested by, by the sound of his voice. It's not that I hear something audible, but my entire being, I just, I, I, I'm just arrested and so here I am in an intense moment, and all of a sudden, I'm just like, oh, no. and my first thought is, you got to be kidding me. This is like the best part. <laughs> and I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to, to watch this part, and I'm like, you know, like, can it wait? I mean, I'm trying to get this figured out, and it can't wait. And this is what the Lord says to me. He says, do you know that there is more energy in you than there is in the sun? And, oh, man, when I heard that, I was like, whoa. Like, I felt something happen to me. And I was like, what? And he continued. He goes, yes, there is more energy in you. There is more life in you than there is in anything that I have ever created. And he goes, you truly are, my people truly are, the energy source of life. And I, you can imagine, this is beyond me. I'm like, I'm like here trying to watch out of one side of my brain or whatever the movie, and I'm trying to process this sudden revelation, this sudden reality of the force of God. And then the Lord speaks to me, he says, do you know that a time will come that as heaven comes upon the earth, and there is a full revelation of my kingdom, 
that you will rise up in that same energy that is in you, you will be able to speak and cause new worlds to come into being. Because what happened was is that God said, let there be light, and he began to create, and he began to form, and he began to do all of these different things, and he goes, you are destined to be my co-creator. There is nothing that you will not be able to do And this is what I want you to see. The reason that you build a building, the reason that you're dealing with technology, the reason that you are putting all of these things together and and constructing and whatever it is, educating all these things that you are putting together and building, you are in a micro state of your potential to create. You see, you're actually functioning as a creator, but on this level. And what God is saying, that's nothing like what you're going to do. You are going to rise up. You're, you're sons and daughters of God. And all I did was exhibit to you when I said, Let I'm revealing to my family, I'm revealing to my sons and daughters their full potential. Did I just throw out? Drain the energy out of that thing. <laughs> So I'm, 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 want, I'm wanting you to realize your full, and I get it. I understand, again, in the natural. You know, the natural realm really bugs me sometimes. I mean, it bothers me. It bothers me as an individual. The things I don't grasp, the things I don't get a hold of, because I'm oftentimes in this finite thing, and anything that seems like it's just out there or beyond whatever, all of a sudden, my natural mind is like, well, who do you think? And then and I have to just push that back because I'm like, why am I going And my father's making that apparent more and more all the time. We need to know, and he wants us to know that level that he has purpose for us, destined, destined for us to come in in a very powerful way. So what we're doing is we're creating. We're part of creation right now. The, you go and you 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 you. You put a plant, you put a seed in the soil, and you watch it grow. You are a co-creator with God. It is the energy of God. It is the life of God, the source, in this sense, the natural source that God uses to bring that plant up, but yet he used you to plant the seed. He used you to put it in the ground, and he used, and so there's all kinds of parables that are related to how certain things are planted, and then there's other, the process, and the Lord in the end says, but I give the increase. And so all of the things that you feel limited in right now in the natural, the things that you feel like that you're not able to put together, the things that you feel like that you're not able to form, it is, it is basic 101, fundamental, of how to walk in the wealth of God, how to cause things to come into being, how to cause things to come forth and move at the level of creation that you never dreamed possible. It doesn't matter. This is what I like to do. If you could just think of anything that you think is the most outrageous thought that you ever had concerning creative ability, your authority, whatever, if you could just think of the most craziest thing that is beyond that seems totally ridiculous, you still haven't come close to your potential. And our struggle with that is only reflects the level that we have been seduced or reduced into mere flesh. And all of that, which I just said, is government. 
You see, the enemy's afraid of your ability to imagine beyond the field that you are in because everything that is formed upon the earth comes out of your imagination. It comes out of your ability to think it, to see it, to operate in that and bring it into form. And the enemy's afraid that you're going to get out of the box. He's afraid that you're going to start thinking that you can create beyond the natural realm. That you can create beyond all of the, 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 the physics of how things work in the natural. He, he, he's like watching all of this and he's like, they're, um, they're getting it, they're getting it. They're going to realize that they really are the sons and daughters of God. That there's something very unique and powerful that is going on. And that is, that is uh, the generation, the generation that you are. You will, you, all the things that I'm talking about, you will exceed. You will move into that. You will do that. You will, you know, the, the, Tamara was sharing with me about colors and different things that she's been experiencing with colors and in and, and the kingdom of God. And she was like, wow, you know, I, I saw this and this and experienced this and this and all of the colors. And the thing about colors is colors contain knowledge. I remember when I had an encounter of, around the throne of God, all of these colors that were around the throne, and all of a sudden they swirled around and they went right into me, through me. And when they did, the knowledge of God rose up in me. I began to understand certain perspectives or under, things about this and that, the knowledge of God, the love of God, the heart of God, certain things in the natural. It came, and I thought, oh my gosh, the color of God contains knowledge and then I understood this everything contains knowledge everything that in heaven carries the DNA a level of understanding and sphere of the knowledge of God if you would just stand to your feet and as you stand to your feet I want you to realize that you are standing up into another sphere of understanding into another realm of knowledge into another part of your future, another part of your destiny. That, you know, I, I, I used to think about this when we say stand up. It's not just a closure, it's a beginning. It's the beginning of something that you actually stand up, and it means that you stand up beyond the realm that has been government or been governing you, that you stand up into a higher sphere of government. And as you stand up into that, there is a revelation, there is an understanding that, you, that begins to stir within you. And the things that you felt like that were shackles, the things that you felt like were trying to hold you back, keep you from that. I just want you to see it right now that you, as you stood up, it just broke off. It's like, it's like the Hulk, you know, that all of a sudden when he turns green, you're turning green right now. You're turning green, and as you're turning green, you know, that means life. As you turn green... And the life of God increases in you. Everything that has tried to confine you just breaks off right now. Everything that has tried to hold you back, anything that you've encountered in your childhood, anything that you've encountered in, in, in your life in the natural realm that has tried to reduce you or seduce you into a way of thinking, of living that is not you, you just, you, you're, you're just breaking that off right now. You are entering into a field of sonship. You are coming up into that realm of where the potential of God in you is so strong. You will come up with solutions for the future that they're looking for right now. You will come up into the revelation of all these things. This is interesting. You know, it, there's... I, even though there's certain things that could be spoken over each individual, this is, this is what I love about this place, is that 
there is a such a level of genius that is here. And I'm always, I always tell, I was telling Tamara this, and I tell other people, I said, you know what? I, I've been to a lot of places, and even, I think, remotely, the only place that I felt really came close to what is in this place is when we were in Korea. We were around a lot of intense, you know, genius minds that were just rising up and, and their, their field of technology is, is just, you, it, it, unless you go there and really see it and how things are working and the things that they're leaning to, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And I feel that in this place. I feel the influence. I feel the authority of that. I feel things that of the future that will come out of you. Things, uh, sounds, understandings, discoveries, all of this thing that this land right now and I feel that there is an attempt of the enemy trying to, trying to suppress, trying to hold that down, its potential, seeing that potential, and, and literally realizing, wait a minute, it's breaking out. And I feel like you are, as I mentioned earlier today, you've gone through a metamorphosis. Now you're beginning to transform. You're, you're going through a transformation where your mind is being renewed and your spirit is being renewed. And now you're coming up into a higher reality of who you are in the spirit, in the kingdom of God and the things that you have settled for you will settle for no more because you are beginning to see your stature you're beginning to see what it really means to be seated in heavenly places that means you have access to wisdom that means you have access to levels of understanding that many people are struggling to enter into that means that you have tapped into the infinite realm of the knowledge of God of the knowledge of the spirit that means there is a warmth of, of glory of the love of God that is massaged your heart right now and beginning to heal you of anything that has tried to hinder your sight because that's what the enemy does he will attack the heart and the purpose of attacking the heart is to take away your sight because out of the heart the mouth speaks but not only as the mouth speak but that's how you see you really see from the heart it is the seated it is the realm of authority where you begin to perceive what it is that God is doing and so I just see the heart being dealt with in this land you are causing a governmental shift where there are people that have come into places of power and in their arrogance they think that now they have a handle on what is going on but God is about ready to rip their thrones out from under their feet he is about ready to re rip their, their seats out from under them because they thought that they could come and they could dictate out of deception they thought that they could come and bring their rule and bring their government and the spirit of the Lord says my government is always destined to rise up in this land and so I will do something significant in this year and in 2017 there will be a surprise that the Canada will begin to see there will be a shift and I will reveal some things I will expose some things behind the scene that have been hidden they've been suppressed but I will pull the lid back because you are entering in you're breaking the barrier and as you are breaking the barrier it begins to expose the enemy for what he really is because you the light are beginning to shine like you have never shown before and the things that have tried to hold you in the dark the light is shining in the darkness that means that there is a level of darkened state that you have been in a level of darkness in your mind and your perception and your understanding and now the light of God is beginning to shine in that darkened state that area that seemed to lack the knowledge of God the light of God is coming forth and it will manifest it will manifest In a nation of government, 
I've always felt that this land was always going to be a worldwide influence. I've always felt that this land carried the, a treasure that would impact nations of the world. That there, would be, that there would be areas that would facilitate the future economics that God wants to bring forth in this land. But because you, because you have occupied... You understand, you're just not living here, but you're occupying the land. And when you occupy the land, doesn't mean that you just have a victory. That means that when you occupy the land and that you overcome, you have overcome certain things that have tried to restrain you. You have overcome certain things that have tried to hinder you. You have overcome certain things that have tried to limit you. But because you have overcome, now you are occupying this land at a higher level because you are occupying fields of understanding that you have never occupied before. You are occupying fields of the spirit, realms of the kingdom of God that you have never occupied before. And because you are occupying this land with the mind that you have, the mind that is in you, now the revolution of that. And I say the revolution because a revolution is about ready to come forth. A revolution is about ready to spring up in this land. A revolution is about ready to be released. And once again, people from all over the world will begin to look in what appears to be just a, a wilderness. A wilderness on the map will explode, explode into all of the hidden treasure that is in these earthen vessels. And as the treasures rise up in you, as the treasures are exposed in you, as you release these treasures, so they will be released in the earth. The earth has been crying out to release its mysteries and the hidden secrets that are in the land. And the authority that is upon you right now is beginning to draw out the treasure out of the land. You thought oil is great. You haven't seen anything yet because there are treasures that are about ready to be pulled up. They're about ready to rise up. They're about ready to come down. In other words, out of the atmosphere, out out of things concerning energy and light and out of the ground and all of these different things. You are the extractors. Hear this by the Spirit of the Lord. You are the kingdom extractors upon this land and you are extracting the treasure. You are extracting the knowledge. You are extracting the things that have been there seemingly barren but now you are going to give birth to new life and it is going to spring up and it is going to come forth. It cannot contain it anymore because what is in you cannot be contained anymore and it is coming forth in this time. Come on, give it praise. Yay! Come on! Jesus, I'm going to have my wife Tamara come up. I'd always like to do a... A, an exercise because uh, these exercises are actually recorded for eternity and anything that you do is an act of faith anything that you step out and do by faith doesn't matter the outcome the fact is is that you stepped out by faith and you did it believing and trusting all of those moments are actually recorded and right now there are recorders in this place where they're recording this moment where you by faith are stepping into another sphere, another realm of government, another place of understanding of who you are in the kingdom of God. And when you step in, as you make a step forward, you're coming out of anything that has tried to hold you back, that has tried to deceive you, that has tried to keep you from moving forward. into. And so you're going to get rid of space 
You're going to get rid of the time between you and heaven, and you're going to step into the reality that heaven is in you, and you are in heaven right now. And all that it contains and all that it holds is destined to flow out of your bellies like rivers of living water because that is what God is releasing, and that's what he's doing in this time and season. Are you ready? So on the count of three, we're going to step forward. And know this, that as you step forward, there are those witnesses, cloud of witnesses, they're stepping with you. They were looking on this moment right now because you are literally caught up into that realm and as you step forward they're going to step with you because they are going to join you in the momentum that God is increasing in this land new beginning you stand in it right now what you are about ready to see unfold the things that you will hear the things that you will experience it will be fresh and anew it won't be something old but it will be new and that has been your heart cry we're ready for the next level we're ready for the next round we're ready for the next expression so get ready because that's what you're stepping into so you're stepping into a greater field of government that is destined to be released upon this land and impact the world ready one two three just step into it right now and we give you praise yeah jesus amen well if you were here wednesday night um, we prophesied about this exact same thing, about the energy, about Alberta. How many of you were here? Remember that? Um, and so, so praise God, there, there's something happening. You know, there's so much, uh, uh, so much in this, this time here. I just want to highlight one thing. Uh, you know, your potential is anchored into what you believe is possible. It's limited by what you believe possible as well. And so that's why God has given us the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God uh, defines what is possible. And so as the, your knowledge of God changes, so what you believe possible changes in your actual life. Now, the other thing that he said, and I, I, I feel sometimes this little kickback, you know, when he talked about the abilities that we have that, uh, you know, that how, how God has called us to function, that you can do what God did. And I, I always feel this ripple in the room. You know what? Uh, Jesus said it this way. He said, listen, fear not, little children. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. In other words, you're not taking something that doesn't belong to you. You're actually taking something that's given. And a part of what glorifies him is that you accept it readily. You know, this, this oh, yeah, no, 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 you know. That doesn't glorify God. That selfie face saying, you know, oh, yeah, I feel so funny receiving this, you know. Uh, I, I don't really deserve this. Like, what kind of contortions do you need to go through before you just take it? You know, just take it. Oh, thanks. That's great. You know, I receive that. Uh, because God just, you know, there's all of this stuff inside of us that keeps us from receiving these things. So, you know, there, there is a journey that we're coming into. And, uh, you know, it's a set your mind on things above uh, because your mind tends to pull down to things of earth. And so, you know, it's kind of like when we're, when we're pressing into God, we're not overcoming God's reluctance. We're overcoming our reluctance, right? So if there's any energy needed, you know, it says labor to enter his rest. God's not keeping you from entering his rest. You are keeping you from entering his rest. And, that, you know, all of the things that hold you back are connected to you in your earthly fallen nature. 
So, God is willing. All right? God is completely willing. So, Father, we want to thank you for uh, these things. We want to thank you, Lord, that even the, the scripture that Michael read from Deuteronomy, we have for the last year and a half been hammering again and again and again. It is when in Romans 8 when he said, uh, it's, uh, you believe in your heart but confess with your mouth and it, it's near you. Uh, that that's the scripture in Romans 8 that's in Deuteronomy. Lord, we, we pray that we will begin to do this in a new way. Father, that, uh, that we'll step into this in Jesus' name. Listen, you should go back and look at that scripture. There's, a, there's an amazing revelation in this that I think we don't understand. If you go back to that passage in Romans, he says very specifically, he actually says uh, about ascending up to bring... Jesus down or descending uh, to into hell to bring Jesus up, right? He's talking about cross, you know, that, that whole thing of bringing down or bringing up. He says, but you don't even have to. Where is it? It's right there, right in your mouth. And what he's talking about, bridging distances. I mean, there's, some, there's more in that than we even possibly know right now. And he was tapping into it. So there's things about this um, that are becoming a reality. Amen?